I guess first things first, this is always such an intriguing conversation to have when it comes to understanding uh, the uh, global and local dynamics of choosing an investment manager. But maybe let's start with typically where we go wrong with some of these nuances. Yeah, I think it's the end of the year and we often find ourselves kind of reviewing important aspects of our lives and financial affairs is a big one. Um, and I think if you're going to achieve your your investment goals, um, you know, selecting the right investment manager is, is, is a good place to start. Um, so I think not necessarily where we go wrong, but maybe somewhere we all gravitate to and maybe it feels very obvious that we look to performance um, to select an investment manager or even to try and differentiate between the various investment managers available to us. Um, I think we're we're fortunate in South Africa. We have, you know, quite a few investment managers that are, you know, authorized and reputable. Um, and it can be quite difficult to figure out, you know, where's the right place to to put your hard earned money. But I think the thing with performance is, um, as you mentioned, is that it does it does fluctuate and it's really an outcome and there's no guarantee that it can be replicated over the long term. And so you want to try and look for other elements that, um, you know, your investment manager is, is committed to, which are essentially the inputs that produce the performance. And, and those are the, the elements that I want to speak about today. 100%. Talk us through those because I understand that it consists of three Ps. So perhaps easy acronyms that we can understand that essentially drive investment performance. Talk us through these. Yeah. So performance is uh, what I'd almost call the fourth P. And um, the others are investment uh, philosophy, uh, the investment process, uh, and very importantly, the people. And sort of together, um, a consistent philosophy and process with the right people to implement um, is what should allow for more repeatable performance in the future. And just sort of briefly to explain what each of those means, um, you know, the investment philosophy is how the investment manager thinks about investments. And so it's kind of the DNA that drives the way that the investment manager uh, invests. Um, and I think if you understand your your manager's um, investment philosophy, it means you'll also be able to understand the investment decisions. Um, and as an example, um, our investment philosophy at Alan Gray is that we buy shares that we think are undervalued uh, and we sell them when they have reached their worth, mm-hmm. kind of regardless of popular opinion. I'm glad um, you so highlight that, Nomi. Sorry mm. to jump in there because typically that's where we tend to get lost in the wording, right? Value investors or, uh, you know, uh, the, the various acronyms or, or, or adjectives that might be used to describe this. So it does mean that we as well as investors need to pay closer attention to what that means as to the sectors or companies that we typically be exposed to, right? Yes, hundred percent, and I think it can uh, it can leave us liable to chasing, um, you know, maybe investment styles that might be uh, popular at a particular point in time, or it might mean that we might tend to box a particular investment managers into uh, a particular style of investing. So I think it's important for each uh, individual uh, investment manager to really understand uh, what is their philosophy in terms of how are they going to ensure that they can achieve, um, you know, in that investment alpha that you mentioned at the beginning. Mm. Um, and then maybe to touch on the other two, um, uh, the second is uh, the investment process, uh, which is, you know, linked quite closely to investment uh, philosophy. Um, so the philosophy is only as good as, as its implementation. And the, the process is really um, how that philosophy is implemented. So 
as an example, um, some of the outputs of our investment process might be things like the meetings that we have with company management or sort of the rigorous debates that might happen um, amongst the investment team uh, or the investment notes and kind of fundamental reports that we produce as we conduct research to help us select the stocks that we include in client uh, portfolios. And again, I think it's about the consistency of the investment process, and that's an important indicator of whether or not an investment manager is capable of of repeating past performance. 100%. What I'm also keen to understand, though, uh, of course, when it comes to this process and analyzing uh, these four Ps, philosophy, performance, people, and process, uh, sometimes we actually also need to go in prepared, right, to actually ask the right questions about the investment philosophy, about their process. So how do we prepare ourselves as uh, investors to actually um, ask the right questions, especially when we're looking to reevaluate um, our investment managers? Yeah, I think you want to understand how the investment manager has applied the philosophy uh, over different periods. And so it's all very well to say that we uh, invest in um, in undervalued um, shares, uh, regardless of what uh, the market says. Uh, We want to go back and evaluate that we've consistently done that over the past. Um, And so I think consistency is often a very big, important part of um, how we ask the question. And so it means that if you understand the investment philosophy and process, you should ideally be able to look at any particular holding or asset or or stock in the portfolio um, and and understand how we come to that through our investment philosophy. There shouldn't be a discrepancy in that. Um, And then I think also... You know, we haven't gone into too much detail around uh, the people, but, you know, having the right uh, people uh, is, is very important to um, to actually implement that investment philosophy. So, you know, it seems kind of obvious that you need smart, hardworking people to be um, successful, but it's not only, you know, just the people that are the investment analysts and the portfolio managers at the current moment, but also asking the question whether the investment manager is able to recruit and develop successive generations of portfolio managers. Um, and so, you know, an example of Alan Gray, we are kind of well into our sixth generation of senior investment professionals. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, the ability to train new generations of investment decision makers and then effectively manage the succession of the investment philosophy and process to make sure that it gets transferred to those generations is, is highly critical to replicate that uh, performance track record. 100%. What I'm also keen to understand is, of course, we do go through periods of underperformance um, where investors might become a bit anxious and actually consider uh, wanting to reevaluate the relationship with the investment managers. What are the key factors, though, that we should be considering uh, when it comes to uh, reevaluating the relationship with our investment managers? Because uh, markets fluctuate, right? But as you mentioned, the four Ps are essentially what are meant to remain the same. Yeah, I think uh, an important element is um, that whilst, you know, performance is going to fluctuate, you know, those three Ps we spoke about um, should still hold and you want to understand whether your investment manager is remaining true to them. And so in situations of extreme volatility, our job as an investment manager would be to remain disciplined and true to the investment philosophy and process. Um, And I think... um, 
you know, when you take a step back, um, performance shouldn't be evaluated over a, a short period of time. Uh, it's important that, you know, you mentioned investment alpha, which is really the, the outperformance that your manager uh, might be able to deliver over and above the benchmark that that particular uh, fund is um, intended to perform against. Um, and so you're not going to get alpha every single month. And so you want to be able to evaluate how has this particular fund, how has my manager delivered in this particular fund over longer periods of time. And in that, you should start to see consistency in, in delivering that outperformance, even though you're not going to experience it um, every single month. Mm, 100%. It certainly is something that's necessary to evaluate and fully comprehend and understand. I'm also keen to understand, for us to evaluate and unpack if there's any other factors uh, about an investment manager that would impact performance that investors should look at. Um, I think another um, kind of important factor outside the four P's is just understanding um, the, the ownership structure and the alignment of interest. Um, and so I think you want to make sure that the investment manager is structured to prioritize client outcomes and client interests. Uh, and so it's not just about focusing on the philosophy, the process um, and the performance, but what incentives are in place for uh, portfolio managers and kind of the senior leadership in that particular environment. Um, you know, as an example, at, at Alan Gray, and we charge what are called performance-based fees. And what that means is, you know, when fund performance is below the benchmark, investors are charged less. When performance is above the benchmark, investors are charged more. Um, and in that sense, it means that the interest of the company and the interest of the, you know, the, the, the performance, um, the investment decision makers are aligned to the outcomes of, of clients. And then the second one would be around ownership structure. Uh, and so... Uh, an ownership structure should allow the investment team to have sort of the freedom to prioritize long-term decisions um, as opposed to potentially pursuing short-term results from sort of undue pressure if that if that structure doesn't allow for uh, for the investment team to have that freedom. Mm, very true. Sure. So it's a lot for us to consider and I guess also very critical to bear in mind, especially as we head into a new uh, year in the next couple of weeks to fully comprehend um, how it is that we go about choosing an investment manager. And I guess when do you know when to stay? You know, we spoke focus a lot on the, the changing, but I, I guess if the principles, the values are aligned with your goals and objectives and the performance is meeting your, uh, your goals over the long term, um, how would one evaluate when to stay? Um, I think, you know, a very important question is actually what's triggering your, um, your choice to evaluate your investment manager? And so um, if you are at the outset of making an, an investment, that's a different decision because then you, you, you may use the four P's to help you select an investment manager. Um, I think in terms of, you know, typically what happens is that, you know, you might have poor performance and then that might trigger you to evaluate your uh, your investment manager. And, and really there's really two instances that um, should trigger you to evaluate your investment position, the investment manager. And the one is, um, have your circumstances changed? Uh, and um, and then secondly, as part of an annual review, where you might be looking at whether the investment choices you've made still align to your investment goals and what you want to achieve. Uh, and within that, I think it's very important to choose the right investment vehicle or the right fund 
with the manager because, you know, the wrong investment of the right investment manager is not going to help your investment goals. Um, and so I think, you know, it might form part of an annual review or potentially your circumstances might have changed and those things might trigger you to, to really invest, um, evaluate your investment uh, plan, including your investment manager. Nomi, such a pleasure having you this evening. Always a delight to speak to you and thank you so much for your time. We wish you a wonderful holiday season uh, and thank you for your reflections and lessons that you've been imparted with us tonight. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.